Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. Let's go. You. <laughs> Jake Boytello. Uh, this is the DMVR pregame show. The final DMVR pregame show for the season. The Buffs taking on Utah tomorrow in Salt Lake. And I, mean, uh, I just got a pain in my chest when you said that, man. Yep. It's a sad day. It's like, should we do it for some basketball games just to, <laughs> you gotta do just to hang out? <laughs> yeah, let's do something, man. <laughs> it is, man. It's the last game. I, it's crazy. The how last fast pregame it's show of the last game. I know. I hate Luckily, that. we have a postgame show though. We do. That's true. So I get to see you guys again. I really shouldn't have chose college football as my favorite sport because it's just so the season just goes by so quick. <laughs> it's brutal, man. And then the off season is so long. Then at the same time, though, like if you're the equivalent of um, four and seven in baseball, and you have like <laughs> fifty games left, yeah. there's a lot of baseball it's games. Terrible. Man. That is true. Baseball has too many games. <coughs> a lot so, of sports have too many games. So, Utah is just as weird as you think it would be. I'm trying to tell you guys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't believe you, Jake, uh, but this is my first time to Utah. Uh, and, yeah, it's Utah. Yeah. It's as Utah as Utah can be. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Ryan Green, our videographer, said it best. He said that Utah is like an NPC but a city. Non-playable city. Yeah. And as he also, an NPC, I guess. as he also put it, Puta. Yes, <laughs> he's been running puns all day, man. That's what he does. Yeah, he's a pun master. Both of these guys, that's what they do. You yeah. say I'm the king of analogies. He's the he's the pun king. If and I almost said porn king, I was almost got tongue tied. <laughs> but pun pun king. Uh, RG is like a volume shooter when it comes to puns. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of an efficiency merchant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh no, he's green light. He just—I was going to say, RG's pretty efficient with it too. No, 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 no. He's not. No, look, I'm going to argue on the side of his efficiency because he makes them, but he shoots from anywhere. That's true. Like anywhere is within range, and you, my friend, like you pick your shots. That's true. In Utah, he's like uh, Jimmer Fredette. (laughs) (laughs) Just shoot from anywhere. If he's on the court, he's in range. (laughs) One final game, man. Utah tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pac-12 Network, 1 p.m. Mountain. That is. Yep. 3 p.m. Eastern. We're still in the mountain time zone, thankfully. Still in the mountain time zone, and we don't have a night game. Yes. I will say this, man. As a Mississippian guy from the south hanging out here with you guys, which is more than hanging out with you guys because I'm here, Utah is a different cold in Colorado. It is. 30, 30 in Boulder ain't cold. 30 here is cold. Yeah. The cold is colding, as the kids would say. <laughs> I think you're higher up in Colorado. Oh. Uh. We're like forty or 4,000 feet here. So that I love 2,000 feet towards the sun must really I make a so. difference. It must work because I'm does. telling you, man, you could 
Boulder, it could be 28, and you can go outside with just a you know hoodie on. Here, I mean, it's, it's cold, man. I feel like we're giving the real spectrum of where we're from. Yeah, you see me. Colorado in a t-shirt. <laughs> New Mexico, for the most part, uh, in a hoodie. And Mississippi in, yeah. in winter clothing. <laughs> it's cold, man. Like, I got the beanie. It's cold. It is cold. I'll give it to and you. And a little snow and a little flurries out there. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's a chance to snow tomorrow, though. No, I think we're good. Uh, I didn't go on the stadium visit. Turf field? Grass? What do they play on here? I want to say turf. I want to say turf as well. Okay. All right, cool. Cool. Well, man, we got some guests going to drop by. That's why new, you know you see this headset here in this chair. So we're going to the last show won't just be us for the last pregame show of the season. Yeah, yep. got a lot to get into. We are at the team hotel. We are. Just couldn't really tell, but this is a, a good <laughs> a uh, nice rep- wall behind us. Good representation. Of so let me tell the nice audience out there, man, the philosophy of this joint operation. Rule one is don't be in the way. Like yep. cover the team. Be inside, but don't be in the way. And the way this hotel is set up. If we could just look right there, which the camera can't, the food for the team dinner is like right there. Uh, we're in the mix, but you don't want to be in the middle of the chow line when the big boys come eat. Yeah, that's, no, that's a bad place away. to be. Uh, one last off-topic thing kind of before we jump in. Shout out to my second favorite uh, black and gold school, even though they're kind of black and yellow, Iowa, for extending Nebraska's uh, Power 5 longest bowl drought to seven years. Thank you, Iowa. We appreciate you deeply. Shout out, Iowa. I got to tell you something, man. On the plane ride this morning, um, when Jake, when you picked us up, Mm -hmm. just pretty much the entire length of that game, I really enjoyed you enjoying Nebraska losing. Yeah. Like, you you were happy, (laughs) man. No, that's – it really does make me happy. (laughs) You were all over it. It's it's like, I don't know, one – you know, one level lower than my team's winning yeah. is my enemies losing. Man, you were you you were happy. I loved it. I, I loved that you loved it. And I wore my better dead than red for multiple reasons because, of course, rooting against Nebraska today and Utah Utah's also red. Also red. Easy and you know, when some guy out there, man, kind of adding a subtweeting or something, saying, you know, that they got a bowl and we didn't. Yep, two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, they didn't get a bowl. That guy's That's a clown. Good. That guy is a clown. That's All why right. I didn't say his name. All right, <laughs> we are presented by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Sign up with the code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S. Get $20 off your first purchase. I guess we start with practice. Yeah. How's awesome. it been? You know, man, it's, it, was, it was different this week because uh, Thursday was Thanksgiving. Right. And Thursday was also a practice day. Uh, and so, again, you know, you're traveling, and so that gives you that, that feel of a short week. Uh, typically, you know, just – pretty much the entire season, not all of the season, but probably after the early part of the season, you know, Shadur would take a couple of days off just as part of the regular mechanics. Uh, took well more than a couple of days off this week. And so you had, uh, you know, different quarterbacks out there running the offense. And, and you know, look good. You know, practice was still upbeat, up-tempo. One thing that Coach Prime has done the past few weeks is ended practice on some kind of team challenge, like some fun team building kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so – so we closed out the week with Coach Sal, Coach OB, uh, a couple of strength and conditioning guys, Coach T. Rob. Some of the older guys uh, had to race against each other 50 yards. Oh, God. Who's the fastest? <laughs> uh, Anyone surprise you with their speed? The distance to which Sal came in last surprised me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> doing my guy dirty like that. I thought it would be less of last. But if was, you've seen Sal walk around, though, it I makes know, sense. That's why it's hilarious. And I, Coach Prime made him – Coach Prime made it a speed walk race. 
There you, know, you like go. Nobody can run, just speed walk. Well, because I was going to say, I'm, I'm less concerned about the results of the race and more concerned about how are they feeling today. Yeah, I, well, you know, we traveled separately. We got here ahead of time, so I hadn't seen them today. But at the Thanksgiving dinner, which shout out to uh, Chef Carl Solomon, man, his staff, wonderful Thanksgiving dinner for the team and their families, the staff and their families. Uh, great, great spread. Uh, but back to practice, man, I, I thought, you know, when you, you have to put things in context. Like, you know, I love that when you say that. Like, even with the record, you got to put it in context. Perspective. Yep. Perspective. That's Jake's word. For this to be the last week of the season with seemingly nothing to play for and a holiday falls in the, pretty much the middle of practice week, I don't think you could ask for better. You know, when you put it in context. But if you just looked at it like, is it week one or the third week of August? Eh. Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell, like, the, the season is worn on people and that it's over. Uh but but when you put it in context, people were paying attention to detail. Some guys out there getting reps that typically don't get reps. Uh, some new installs because every time you play, you're playing a different defense and dif- different individual talent. So you put in different things to learn. Uh, so <laughs> interview Coach Flea, man, he may be joining us too as well. It's one of the things I'm looking forward to, Jake, watching practice and seeing if that run game is going to translate from practice to the real game. Yep. <clears throat> Just to address the question that's already popped up a million times. Yep. Um, I don't know. We don't know if, if Shador is going to play for sure or not. Um, if And this is different from what I've been saying all week. Um, but if I had to guess now, I would say no. Um, that would be my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Shador out there. We all would. Yeah. Um, but if I had to guess right now, I would say that he does not. Yeah, I haven't heard an official word from Coach Prime to me or from trainers to me or from Shadur to me. So I'm still going off what I'm hearing and seeing, which is game time decision. But if I had to take my football acumen and my experience in watching things develop based on what I saw at practice, my needle would point toward not. Yep. I mean, CU Buffs football posted on Instagram like their like trip to the plane or whatever. It was Travis or Shiloh. It was all these guys. No Shador. Someone in the comments said it did look like he traveled based off of social media. So maybe someone else's social media. Yeah. I checked his. I didn't see anything. One, one, I will say this. Let's assume he's not going to play. Okay. One of the things I think it, it shows the world if he doesn't, everyone always tries to accuse Coach Prime of pat statting for, for stat, stat, <laughs> stat padding for his son. The guy is two touchdown passes away from the season TD record. I thought he got the season TD record. No, he got the yardage. He got the yards. Oh, oh, oh but yeah. it was on his, a his, TD. Yeah, it's yeah. one to tie and one would pass it. So he's two away from setting a new record. If you were a coach trying to pad stats for somebody, he would play it. Yep. You know, so if he doesn't, that's he, like <laughs> another evidence point of like, it ain't like that. It ain't what y'all making it. But also, if he does, it also has nothing to do with that. No, because he's a competitor. He's a football player. Exactly. You exactly. know. But I would imagine this, that much like last week, even though the circumstances were a little squirrely there, that if he does, why would he play the whole game anyway? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there are a couple guys on this team who are a big part of the future plans, who are banged up, who don't play. Absolutely. And I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, you would have an issue with it, or a fan or a football person would have an issue with it if this was a win that was getting you to a bowl game or a championship or something like that. But because this is literally the final game of the season and you have more than those people on your roster, why would you further 
turning was a bang up into an injury, which could then impact August 31st of next year. Yeah, and that, and that's exactly it. You start the resting and the healing as soon as you can. And the whole five and seven bowl thing is so convoluted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No one knows the answer. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to yeah. throw anyone under the bus, but I talked to people who I thought would know the answer, <laughs> and they didn't know the answer. Yep. So, well, you know, well, the you, first check mark is you got to have a deficiency in teams that are six and six. Yep. Like you got to have more bowl games than you have break even records. Then it goes to APR. Yep. Uh, and I know we got good grades and that kind of thing, but it's, it's one of those things where there's so many benchmarks to it. You, you but, don't chase that, man. But there's also um, conflicting reports out there as to whether it is a ranking of APR, meaning the team that's five and seven that has the highest APR yeah. goes in automatically. Or a benchmark. Or is it if you clear a certain number, then the, te- then the Bulls can pick. Pick. Um, Knowing what I, I know at one point it was the ranking. I thought it was. But too. there are yeah. people who I've talked to who have said that has since changed. It's now up to the bowls. And the reason I would guess that is because some bowl got stuck with a team that has no fans <laughs> yeah, yeah. from all oh, the way across the country that didn't even want to go. Well, yeah. clearly, that was the case. A coach prime team would be in. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's the hard part of all this. But obviously, you're playing to win. You're right. always mm-hmm. playing to win. Uh, and, and Let me say this wrong, RK, Jake, <clears throat> which I should have said earlier when you asked about practice. I saw no evidence in practice from coaching, from scheming, from player effort that we weren't practicing to win. No. and if, I mean, if you're going to set foot on the field, you damn well be better, better yeah. playing to win. Uh, but you also have to be smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this happens in every sport. Every level. At every level. Uh, if you are a big, you know, big part of the team and your fate, your fate is sealed, then you have to make, you know, you have to make tough decisions as a coaching staff. What you see happen in the NFL in preseason is what you see happen in college football at the end of a season. Yep. It's like, all right, y'all, you know, let's, let's get some evaluation going. Let's get some other guys, some opportunities, because that's what we're looking at. And I'm also looking forward to see if there's any guys who go out there and play that, uh, have, haven't played so far this season, you know, because you have guys who are redshirting mm-hmm. who, you know, a lot of times you see this in a bowl game where you bring in guys and you let them play in the bowl yep. game to get, mm-hmm. you know, some reps, get some film before the next season. So there might be some young players out there that uh, get a chance tomorrow that we haven't <coughs> seen yet, Absolutely, is exciting. And, and that's what I meant by evaluation. Good breakdown on that. Uh, you know, it's game time. Uh, hey, no pun intended, but shout out to game time again. Big shout out. It's, it's game time reps, not practice reps. You get to see people before the semester ends, before the season ends, before portal opens and all that kind of stuff. Playing to win, scheming to win, working to win. But there's a high premium on that evaluation of what takes place, too, because there's a future to look out for. It does feel like there might be an opportunity here this weekend, though. I mean, Utah's on their fourth or fifth string quarterback. Their best pass rusher's out. They've obviously had a disappointing season, too. Like, mm-hmm. I understand, but at the same time, it's like, why not try and go out and shock the world, get a win, carry some momentum in the offseason? So. Some of the things I saw at practice, I think that is the case. I think that they're schem- excuse me, schematically there's some things going to take place that show, oh, we, we're trying to win this damn yeah. game now. Good. So, we talked about the challenge. Obviously, the challenge is the health mm-hmm. uh, and who may or may not play. But there's also something going for the Buffs, uh, which you just alluded to a little bit. Utah is turning to their fifth-string quarterback. And the flu is running rampant through their team right now. That is as big of a green light as you can get as a football team. Um, you know, 
Utah, obviously, a much different program in terms of the maturity of their program. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, you know, they're going to have better depth than Colorado. That's yeah. just the, the way it is. They've been building a winning program here for a decade plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Coach Prime said it on, on Tuesday, but, like, credit to Kyle Whittingham. He is yeah. a hell of a football coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you saw what it looked like, the drop-off from Colorado's starter to their backup. Yep. The drop-off from Cam Rising to – what's this guy's name? Luke. <sighs> number five. Uh, Not number five jersey, but number five in the QB room. Luke, QB five. Luke uh, – Batari. Batari, yes. Sorry, apologies to the Batari family. Um, you got to go after him. Yeah, Luke Batari, there's going to be a big drop-off yeah. um, from what they are used to. Here's the thing. Utah was always coming into this game trying to run the ball. It doesn't matter if it's uh, mm-hmm. Luke Batari or John Elway at quarterback for them. <laughs> Their identity is to run the football. But if you're Colorado, you take this and say, we are, we are dedicating all of our resources to stopping the run, and we are going to force this guy to beat us if he can. Absolutely. It's that all simple. Right. Like, it's, it's that simple. Got a defensive player walking up now. Uh, you have to – Kind of be licking your chops and going, got to go after this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, got to make him move, got to make him feel it. Come on in, Cam. All right, shout out to our friends at Hestra <coughs> Job Gloves. Uh, Hestra's been doing it for 85-plus years. They make comfortable, warm, awesome gloves. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, visit www.hestrajob.us and use code DMVRJOB. You can get 30% off your next purchase. Anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at Josh at Hester. I brought my pair, man. I was going to say, I think we're all ready for it. I gave uh, Coach Prime his, too. Oh, yeah? Love yeah. No, now, not, hey, shout out to Hester. I don't know if he packed them or not. I wasn't there when he packed, but he has them. <laughs> I'm wearing mine. Short sleeves with the gloves on is certainly a look. It bro. makes me feel like one of the like snowboard bros at A Basin <laughs> yeah. in like late June. It's like oh, I just shredded my t-shirt, bro. It's not that cold. And then uh, shout out to Game Time as well. Um, if you're trying to get into the game tomorrow out here in Utah, check out Game Time. Sign up with the code Buffs B U F F S, and you can get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Not just games, concerts, events, whatever's going on in your city. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Cam Silman Craig. Oh, no. hey, What's doing? up, man? What's up, doing? man? Great Sharks to see don't sleep, you, man. <laughs> Sharks do not sleep. <laughs> not at all. How was your Thanksgiving, bro? It was great. It was awesome, man. Had a great, great. It was the first time I've been away from home for a minute. Yeah. Um, it was good, though. Um, got to spend time with Coach Natchez, so it was, it was very good. Nice. What'd you guys do? We just chill, chill, watch the Cowboys play. Um, we end up watching um, Mississippi State Ole Miss play after that. We just egg chill at doing eight. Yeah, definitely. We didn't watch the Egg Bowl. Um, chill, man. Relax. You know what I'm saying? We've been practicing all week. It was good to sit down for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, speaking of practice, Cam, of course, the audience and, and my co-host asked me how practice was this weekend. I was sharing with them that when you put everything in context – there, was, there is a schematic and work effort to win this game. No one is sitting there saying, oh, it's the last game, we just chilling. Like, when you watch practice, y'all were practicing. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, you got to finish how we – our thing was finish how we start. So, the whole week we've just been trying to – You, we have nothing to lose. Like, we have nothing to lose. So, we have everything in the game at this yeah. point. So, I mean, we it's no no use to holding back or trying to – well, you got a whole year to relax, you know, you know what I'm saying, recover and get back right ready for next year. So, we're going to put everything on the line this weekend. Wherever the cars lay, that's what they're going to lay. How much is the run and preparing for the run a part of playing Utah? 
What you mean the run? Like the way they run the ball. It's a oh, team okay. that is so focused on running. Yeah, they, the ball. Um, I mean, you, when you say Utah, you know what I'm saying? That's what you think of big physical guys running down here. I mean, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all about what's inside you, what's in that chest. Honestly, I mean, you can be big, you can say you're going to run the ball, but me mentally, you're not just going to run the ball through me. Like, that's just how I mentally have to be. So if we come out there with that mentality, you're not going to be able to run the ball. I guarantee you that. Love it. Love it, man. Uh, looks like you guys are going to be playing against a four-string quarterback. You played a lot of talented quarterbacks this year, but what's the challenge of playing a guy who you don't really know too much about? Um, we watched, watched some film on him. He's um he's a pretty good guy. I mean, if you you make a lot of times you can make a quarterback look better than what he is by you not doing right. I mean, a lot of times this season we made quarterbacks look better than what they actually yeah. are because we wasn't in the right spot. So a lot of stuff we gave was on our end. So we're going to do our job and make his job harder. I mean, make him make plays. And speaking of being in the right spot, being where you're supposed to be, doing your thing, uh, you had the opportunity this week to get a good shout-out from Coach uh, Charles Kelly, defense coordinator. What did, it, what did it mean for you to be singled out in front of the room with your coordinator saying this is a guy who does it the right way? I mean, I mean everything. Coming in while I came in, not playing. I mean, not not starting. Coming in. Um, yeah, because these two voted against you back uh, in August. Oh, oh yeah. trust me, trust me. I remember. Okay. We did not. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I, I remember that start line that came out. I remember. It. But, um, yeah, I mean, coming in. Coming in. I, I voted for you. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I, 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 see, I see you're coming. Yeah. I see everything. I just don't speak on it. I see it. You know? But, um, yeah, so um, we um, came coming in just not being a, being a guy. I mean, honestly, me, honestly, me being honest with myself, I feel, I feel like I wasn't prepared to start TCU, just to be honest. I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, so. Me not playing, um, having to grow into that role, honestly, um, just getting up to the speed. And um, it means a lot coming from Coach Kelly. Coach Kelly's seen a lot of deep. He got he tells us all the time, he got like 33 DBs yeah. and drafted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if it comes from him, it means something to me. So I just try to stay focused and keep doing what I'm doing because apparently I'm doing something right. So um, that's, big, that's the biggest thing for me. Follow up to that, like you, you, you say you can acknowledge going into TCU, you weren't ready yet. Mm -hmm. What took place individually – your effort between TCU and, and when the light switch happened? I mean, honestly, honestly, it was kind of a time thing. I mean, we had a lot going on um, coming in. I mean, we had a lot of new guys. I was trying to see where I was into the rotation, fit myself in. Um, and to a point, I just just said, forget it, man. Go out there and play and do what you got to do, dog. And I appreciate yeah, you yeah. saying forget it on the air because yeah, that's probably yeah. not what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I would have said, said forget it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was at a point I just um, flipped the switch and um, realized who I was. I mean, because coming from Jackson, coming um, coming here, like me and Rod Wood had kind of had the same experience. Like we came from small schools where we was the guy, like we was able to run around, play how we wanted to play, make plays. And I had to come in and play inside Coach Kelly's system. So it was tough for me a lot. But when I learned how to – Play my game inside of his system. Mm. It, it worked. It, it kind of worked out for me. Um, gave me some. Let me you know some. Free me up and let me play my game more. I'm curious when you watch. You know, you said you're watching the Cowboys, watching the Egg Bowl. When you watch football, just as a fan, what are you watching for? Like, are you trying to just like zoom all the way out and just be mm -hmm. like, I just want to watch the ball and be a yeah. fan, or are you watching certain things? I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough watching football and not putting yourself in that position, especially watching the NFL game. I mean. If you're watching, if you're watching an NFL game where you're not seeing yourself in them shoes, you're mm. in the wrong sport. So um, that's what I said. I sit and watch the games. I like to see what the defense run. And, and a lot of times, I mean, just being around wonderful coaches like Coach Mathis, Coach Kelly, like 
that's just that's just how they wired us to think. Like when we see football, we have to think this way. Like so, when we watching, we was watching uh, Dallas Cowboys game yesterday. I'm looking at the DBs like, Coach Kelly said we're supposed to be on the same level. So why are they on the same level? So you know what I'm saying? It's just little stuff like that. You try to pick up on everything. I mean, because a lot of stuff, a lot. Coach Kelly always tell us like, um, find you one person that had did it and look at him. Yeah. So. And he done coached some guys that's done it, man. Nah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. So. Are you going like Tony Romo on it too, where you're like, oh, like single on the outside, they better watch out yeah. over the top? Some, I mean, sometimes. I mean, a lot of times I like to enjoy the game, but um, sometimes I can't help it when yeah. I see certain stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know. What's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself this season, Cam? That I'm really him. Yeah. I really can, I I really can, play, I really can play anywhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, coming in, I had that mentality, but – I'm not a guy that likes to talk about it a lot. I mean, I kind of like to show people and show myself, and that's why I think Coach Kelly really respects because yeah. I'm not a guy that sat around here and yelled and said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I really just came out with that swag and just made it happen. So speaking of that swag, we got a game to play tomorrow. I know you're going to do your thing. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the offseason, because I saw this happen at Jackson State, I saw the media – Vote you say second team all conference instead of first, yeah. and you came back with this chip on your shoulder and made them apologize. I want my two friends here <laughs> to vote against you again. Please, that way they fire your ass up again. Please, and next season you just so please do it for oh, me. Yeah. Don't do it because you mean it. <laughs> just just set my guy off. Nah, Be like, no nah, man, I'm not voting for him. I watch that I'll video all the time. See, see, <laughs> you hear? He said you watch that video all the time. Get oh motivated, man. Use, use the one. Use the one that I'm talking about, at Jackson. Uh, when I had uh, when I caught the pick against yep. Jack and Jackson, uh, he came to me and asked me, you know, what I'm saying what's going on, and I had told you. Yep. Like, they picked against me. <laughs> I watch it all the time. It keep me humble. Man. A lot of stuff like that keep me humble. Like I'm, I, I make sure I stay humble. I find a way to always stay humble. That's just big Still. for me. I find something to the Nick pick about. So that's big. I mean, I feel like I'm blessed. Like we just left the Utah field. I mean, I'm sitting out there in Utah. Like I'm crying, bro. Like I'm really. I tell my mom like I'm blessed. Like I'm blessed to even be here. Like in, even though the situation ain't what it is, you know what I'm saying. The season haven't went how it won, but. I'm extremely blessed. Like I'm happy to be here. So every time you see me, I'm you're gonna see me smiling because man, I mean I could have been anywhere right now. My man, seven man, Cam. Cam, we appreciate you coming by. I appreciate here, you. Man. Before you go, I have to set this record straight because I said <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, hey, just hear me try, out. To, just, try to throw the rock out your head. I I've seen it. I've I'm, seen. I'm not, I'm not changing anything. But I just want you to know this. A couple of weeks ago on the show, mm-hmm. I said, I, I don't own a jersey of anyone on the team, mm-hmm. but if I had to get one, I would get Cam. No, you know the crazy part about it? I was so disappointed in you as most because <laughs> before the season, I'm watching yeah. him. Yeah. He said, Cam might be my favorite player on the team. <laughs> then like, that then came, when it came time to vote. I said, oh, no way, no way. <laughs> it's all love, though, man. I understand. They, they hit me to the side when I tagged you and they said, man, you, you shouldn't have tagged him, man. We didn't want to be mad. Yeah. I said, man, I'm firing my guy up. Nah, man, everybody, everybody I know we'll get him going. Everybody had their opinion, man. It's all good. Yeah. Appreciate hey, you had, coming and, by, and man. And Trevor did his thing, too. Now, there, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I mean, yeah, yeah, the list wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. The list wasn't bad, but ah. <laughs> appreciate right. y'all. Appreciate right. Yes, sir. Thank we'll see you. you back in Colorado. Y'all just remember, sir. sharks do not sleep. That's you dealing with a shark right there. A shark don't know what day of the week it is. Shark ain't like, all right, it's Tuesday. I'm gonna do this. No, a shark is a shark every day, man. I appreciate that Cam can dish it back. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's why he's a, he's legend. a gem, man. Uh, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer, made with 100% renewable energy. Try some of our favorites: Avalanche Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden. Uh, the Fun Slinger, Strawberry Sky. I heard some bad things about the Strawberry Sky. Are they stopping making it? I don't know. 
it's it's not looking great. Wow. <laughs> Get it while you can, then. Check out the beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Jake's out here breaking beer scoops. Yeah, so that's what I looked at. Like, you, you broke that right during their ad. Like, that was like, well, Jake. I, I, we don't have it at the bar. It's all just rumors. I don't know. I mean, it is out of season, I guess. So. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Olipop as well. The new kind <sighs> yeah. of soda that is uh, that can help improve your gut health. It's got nine grams of prebiotics in every can. Tons of great flavors, including Neely's favorite, red. Red. <laughs> Shane, uh, I told him brothers don't do flavors; we do colors. Colors. Yeah. <laughs> I want red Kool Aid. Like I don't. Like, Use the color. So Olive, I want red. I don't have red Olipop though. What did I get? Like, like the kind of lemon lime. No, you got red. Oh, no, 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 on the show I have red. But clear. He got me. A, no, it's not clear. It's like it says, like lemon lime or something. Yellow. So I got like twelve. I've probably knocked about nine of them back, man. Let's wow. go. Use the code. DMVR20 for 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including King Super, Safeway, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. Shane Koch joins the show. 99 Problems. What's up? What's Shane up, Olipops. <laughs> he does Olipop. <laughs> How's it going, Shane? How's your Thanksgiving, man? Good. Uh, Well, I don't know. Thanksgiving was different this year because, I mean, back at Dartmouth, like, I would have been home for Thanksgiving by now and would have mm-hmm. spent with the family. Shout out to those guys when Ivy Championship again also, too. So, it was a little different, but I enjoyed it, you know, eating with the team, being around the guys. So, it was different, but it was still good. And practicing. Yeah, and practicing. <laughs> I would have said. Yeah. Good uh, stuff. What's your approach kind of going into this last game, last game of your college career, right? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. That's the question right I now. I was just going to say, He's can coming you clear back? up your eligibility <laughs> for us? <laughs> He's coming back. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Figuring that out, too. Not <laughs> figuring, figuring that all out. <laughs> yeah, look at me. He's coming back. <laughs> but I think uh, the biggest thing is just finish for me. I think that, that should be the goal for the whole team. Honestly, finish and don't give up. You know, it's – Obviously, it hasn't been the season anyone really thought it would be. I think we all had higher expectations. Obviously, didn't meet that. But I think at the end of the day, it's all about how you finish and how you start, right? So everyone remembers the finish and the start. I think Coach Kelly said that a few weeks back. And then my dad always told me that. So just go out there, play as hard as you can. I mean, we truly have nothing to lose anymore, everything to gain. And going against a good Utah team, a team that's good but also very beatable at the same time, just going and playing against someone competing every snap and getting the win at the end of the day. Okay, so just for clarity's sake, you do have eligibility remaining. Mm-hmm. You have another year left. Isn't it, like I feel like college eligibility, you should just know. Like I remember when I was a kid, if someone's a junior, that means they got this year and next year. Now it's like so crazy. Like, are, Yeah. I can think, you even keep track of it? <laughs> no, I think the biggest thing was just like COVID. I think that was yeah. the, the real start of it and with people and – getting six years, seven years, and then, like, if you get injured or so, like, maybe getting even longer than that. But I think probably what, after my class, maybe a few more years, then it'll start to be back regular, just like red shirts and the medical red shirts and stuff like that. For sure. So this week, I believe, Colorado has offered two players from the Ivy League um, to potentially transfer here. Uh, I'm curious what your advice to those guys would be about, uh, you know, coming if if you would recommend, you know, coming coming here from the Ivy League and um, what that transition was like for you. Man, uh, I would say to those guys personally, I think you know, obviously it's going to be different, different level, different competition, but I also say like we played good competition on that level. Also, we played Harvard, we played Yale, and then what I think was a guy from Penn, and yep. then I think D mm-hmm. tackle from Yale. I yep, think yep. Like Clay Patterson. I forget the. 
other guy's name, Joey something. Yeah. 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 So I think, you know, like obviously Power 5, I guess Big 12 next year, you know, all the glitz and glamour, what it is. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they wouldn't give you an offer that you could play here. And, I mean, you've already done what you did there, so do the same thing here. Love it. Love it. I talked to Coach Kelly, defense coordinator, Coach Charles Kelly, and he talked about the emphasis this week, the, the necessity of stopping the run. Uh, and, of course, the front always gets blamed or the credit mm-hmm. for it, even though that ain't really how football work. But that's, that's the optics mm-hmm. of it. What's been the focus for you guys and your unit on, on making sure there's an impact on stopping the run, playing ball on their side of the line of scrimmage? I think for us it's just the little details at the end of the day. I think we've, at least from what I've seen, our last few games, especially after uh, the bye week and after Stanford game, I think the D-line has come a long way since that first half of the season, stopping the run. I mean, you saw against UCLA, you saw it against Oregon State. So I think just keeping that same trail going, but also just like folks on the little things we miss. Like we'll have a few great plays here and there, and then we'll mess up this one little thing, and then mm-hmm. they'll break for a run. So focusing on those details, making sure we're perfect in everything we do technique-wise and fundamental-wise so that that won't happen. How frustrating uh, has that been, not only with your you know personal acumen, but being a leader you know, in that unit that you guys will rattle off six perfect stops or plays in a row and then give up two plays that total over 100 yards? It's it's hard. It's hard It's hard to watch. It's hard to be out there. It's, I mean, that's all you can say. It's hard. I think it's just like, like I said, you know, just focusing on little things and make sure it doesn't happen. But, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously – Mistakes are going to happen. I mean, they practice too, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they go throughout their week. They have a game plan. They know what we run. They have a plan for us too. So, obviously, they're going to get a run here or there. But I think when you get those big runs, it's just like, if you would have did this right, if you would have corrected this mistake, it wouldn't have happened. So, just focus on that this week has been our biggest thing. Just as a leader, what has the vibe been in the locker room kind of the last few weeks? And how do you, what are you trying to do to keep everyone on track to, you know, stay focused? I mean, obviously, it hasn't been – as what it was, I mean, just given how the seasons turn, you know, with injuries to certain players and stuff like that, you know, just having a little more of a downer in the locker room. But I think the biggest thing is just keeping us focused and making sure people don't quit. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, love this game and cherish it for all it is because for some of us, you know, our seniors like Taz, Zay, other people among them, like this this is your last college game. And I mean, after that's the NFL, and then you don't know how much you have guaranteed there. So I think playing for those guys and then just playing for yourself, like always finish, always making a play, always just continue to get better is the biggest thing. So there's no reason for you to quit. I'm looking at some of the scores of games that you played in last year. It's 14 total points, 25 total points, 27 total points. Do you miss kind of playing in those games? <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were those were like times, man. Uh, I'd say you know it's it's different, right? I think I think the Ivy League, you know, it's 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 a great defensive league in itself, and then just how we played, you know, under Coach Dobbs and Coach <coughs> Brooks, like. That was the pride and joy of that team, and especially with the D-line there, you know, just keeping that same consistency and that standard. I think that's what we're trying to build here. You know, I think the well, UCLA game, Oregon State game, like we've had close games this season. Obviously, we've had shootouts too on that same question, but I think, you know, the goal of this season and obviously going to next season is to keep that same standard, keep pushing it to where we have close games like that and to where you can depend on the defense where the offense is having a down game or they're having a slow start. I think that's what any defense needs to be because defense wins championships at the end of the day. Well said. You know, over the season, you and I have had 
the opportunity to sit down and have some one-on-one conversations about what that looked like, what really happened, what we're really accomplishing or not accomplishing. As a defense, you know, we can take out a couple of games this season, uh, but there were just as many games, actually double that amount of games, that woulda, coulda, shoulda won. How aware are y'all as a unit how close you are to truly being dominant regardless what the scoreboard says? Extremely aware, extremely aware. I mean, always come back that Sunday or Monday and watching the film, watching the film we get back home. You just you just see it and it's just like, damn, like yeah. how did I miss that? How did <laughs> That's we what I say when up? I watch it, like, oh man, <laughs> like that one play. It's just it's just it's it's frustrating at the end of the day. But I think as frustrating as it is, it's just like when you see it, it's like, okay, it's this little thing. Like it's not like just being completely dominated out yeah. there and just being brutalized it's just like okay we made that mistake we gave them that so understand that it's on us and not them I think is the silver line at the end of the yeah, day yeah that's because guys that's one of the things I wonder like when I sit back and watch the film my first reaction is I get mad mm-hmm. it's like damn like that one play could have changed the game and we were right there but then I also when I look at the final score and look at the stats look at the time of possession like man we are two plays a game from being Alabama or Georgia statistically in defense <laughs> Like, we're already leading the nation or top ten in the nation in a lot of categories, but you take away these one or two blunders per game, and it is astronomical difference what the numbers would be. You know, like, again, you had one game where you gave up, say, 270 yards running, where two of the runs were 100 yards. Yeah. And if you take that away, you're holding somebody to less than 150 when you win in the game. Yep. So I just kind of look at it like the half-full standpoint, like, man, we're, we're right there. Yeah, yeah, so – I think, you know, just having that in the back of mind, just knowing that, like, we aren't a bad – and we aren't a bad defense. It's just the little mistakes we keep making, the yeah. little details that we keep missing is our problem right now. And then when we fix that, we'll be – that would be something to mess with. You Particularly talk- this weekend next year, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay. <laughs> right? Right? Now we talk. You, uh, you talked about the vibes kind of just taking a hit over the course of the season, and that's obviously natural with the way things are going. Do you think that last week, though, was a little bit of like a, a wake-up call just in the sense of, okay, like we can't let our guard down at all because we don't want that to happen ever again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Last week was definitely definitely a game we let get out of hand quick, I think. What, that score they had on offense, the kick return, had another score on offense, defense level score, it, was just, it just got out of hand. And I think, I think to your point, like that kind of caused it, like, We've been like, dang, like season no, like we didn't we didn't accomplish our goal, like dang, they're starting to score. They're starting to run up a score on us, like shoot, just trying to get out of here and think that's that's what happens when you have that mindset. You just kinda give up and you just let them win the game. You just give it away to them. And I think just seeing that, I think it just opens our eyes that we can't have that mindset. I mean, we shouldn't have had it in the first place. But I mean it happened. That game happened. That's in the past. Now, now it's on the Utah understanding that, hey, let's let's go out and win this. Let's put everything until this last game, no matter what happens, because hey, it's the end of the season. We got everything to gain from it. Especially for the older guys who, you know, we talked about mm-hmm. this could potentially be their last game. Are, are you guys aware of the whole potential of a 5-7 and seven team getting to a bowl and that <laughs> sort of thing? Has that been talked about? No, it's definitely been talked about. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. And that's also in the back of my mind. Like I said, like we have everything to gain from it. I mean – being a five and seventeen, making a bowl game, and letting this this game be the deciding factor. I mean, it, it puts it all on us, everybody on the team, offense, defense, special teams, and then for those guys like JD, Taj, Lenny, Zay, Rod, for all of them, you know, it's like 
This is your last college game. Like it's, I like how you didn't name yourself. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long journey. It's a quick journey. I mean, I remember for me at Dartmouth, I didn't know if that was my last college game, if I was going to NFL and not. Just the emotions during that game and pregame at the end of the game, like it's – it's a special thing. It's a sad thing, but also a celebration. So just ending on the right note for those guys, I think, is the biggest thing. Feels like since the bye week, you guys have just been more sound, much more comfortable on defense. I mean, you've had a few one-possession games, uh, Arizona, Oregon State. Just what changed mm. after the bye week that allowed you guys to settle in more? I think it's just understanding what happened Stanford game in that second half, just how we kind of gave the game away, so to speak, you know, to them. I mean, also credit to them also. I mean, they, they won that game. They worked hard that game also. But I think just understanding where we failed that game and then going through that bye week with that focus of being better and really taking that step to be a dominant defense, I think we that bye week, I think, is what helped us. And then going to UCLA and seeing it happen, going to Oregon State and doing it, I think those were two, like, Grams that you know, like we saw ourselves, like okay, we can do this. We can really mm -hmm. do this against two really good offenses. Yep. Coach Prime kind of talks about, or he's been talking a lot <coughs> about how there's been progress with the program. What's the progress you've kind of seen since you've gotten to Boulder? Uh, I think it, I think it's been a lot of growing up. I think you know, obviously after our first three wins, I mean we're we're at the top, top of the country, you know, top of the world. I think you know that loss of Oregon, loss of USC, and then obviously what happened after Stanford. I think you know, put us down a little bit. Also just helped us understand that, like, there's going to be ups and downs during the season. Not everybody's going to love you. And then with that comes working hard every week, no matter who's behind you, who's against you, and just building a true team and brotherhood from that standpoint. Man, you, you teed it up perfectly, golf analogy for RK down there. <laughs> One of the things I have noticed about this squad, and I mean the entire team, not just your D-line or the defense – there have been some times where one group has put the other group in a uh, disadvantage. You know, you look at the last game, three and out, uh, defense, but then offense stymies, special teams gives up a score. You know, it's, mm -hmm. there's been situations where one group or another could point at one group and go off. But this team has not done that. You know, you haven't seen Shadour criticize the offensive line. You haven't seen the defense and offense cussing at each other, mm -hmm. the special team. How has that chemistry developed in the locker room where it's still a total team effort, win or lose, and no one's blaming somebody else? Mm -hmm. I think it's just something over time, and I think it also just goes to the credit people we have on our team. I mean, you know, we all love each other. Obviously, some people are close with each other than others, but there's no bad blood between anyone, especially in the deer room where I'm at most of the time. And I think that just goes to show just how close we are as a unit. You know, understand that everybody's made mistakes. Everybody's given up a player too. So there's no reason to get on them about it. You know, we understand that we'll get it back later. We'll do better that game. We'll do better that play. We'll do better that next series. Hey, that's 99, man. Shane Coates. Sir. Yes, sir. Thanks Shane. a lot, Shane. All right, Shane, we'll mm -hmm. send you I know off, well, it's getting close to dinner time around there. Yeah. And nephew like Neely, we don't miss meals. So. <laughs> can't do that. Can't do that. I got to keep this weight. Can't do that. And uh, looking forward to see you perform tomorrow. Yes, sir. And uh, as well as next year. Go Bulls. <laughs> Go Bulls. Appreciate you. See you, Shane. Thank see you, man. Shane. Hey, you know, one of these things, and I'm saying this as you walk off, going on now. One of these <laughs> things about this new era of college football, you 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 have to recruit your own team back. Yeah, I, I like neither <laughs> like the you, recruiter. You got to – you can't just wake up like all the people that's coming back are coming back. You got to encourage people, man, yeah. to come back. Well, yeah. and we have one of the best recruiting head coaches in the country, too. Oh, man, absolutely. The, not the, the only one with a gold jacket. Yep. Yep. Love it. I right, would love to have Shane back next year. Oh, you know, yeah. like um, 
that's a guy who came here from Dartmouth, and I think the transition has been something that he had to, to get used to. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the course of the season, he has made more plays. Uh, and, you know, I think you give him another year with Coach Kelly, another year in the strength and conditioning program of a Power 5 school. Absolutely. And uh, I think he can be a player for you next year. And I tell you, one of the things, guys, that I have tried to, you know, talk to him about over the season is that the way this defense is designed, whether it is from Coach Kelly or from uh, Coach Sal, D-line coach, it's not about individual stats. It's about being where your assignment is and forcing a play where you want it to force to, which mm-hmm. means there are going to be games where a guy doesn't get four or five tackles. And so you'll look at your numbers and be like, oh, I'm not doing what I could be doing. But what the NFL GM, scouts, player personnel people know is he's doing his job. Yeah, Like it's one thing to be in position and blow it, and it's another thing to be in position. The NFL wants guys who know how to do what they're supposed to do. Not just chasing stats. I mean, at least half of defense is just being in the right like, place. <laughs> that yeah. simple. Uh, yeah, that simple. Know, offense is a lot different. You're, mm-hmm. you're, there's a lot more reacting in offense and, uh, you know, individuals making special plays. Absolutely. But I love your football knowledge, man. A, a lot of times. You don't just look good. You know you. shit. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of times when a defense gets gashed, it's not because the offense called a perfect play. It's because someone on defense got yeah, out of position. tackle or mm-hmm. something, yep. yeah. There are times where you call the perfect play and, sure. you know, you tip your cap and move on. But most of the times when you give a big play, it's because someone's out of position. And then other times when a guy makes a play, he made that play because the the rest of the guys around him did their job, the whole, and their job was to funnel the play to him. Yep. And that's what happens on Shane's side of the ball. You can look at his Dartmouth numbers be like, oh, he fell off. You're like, no, his assignment was different here. He's forcing something that way. And I think so many times when people hear Coach Prime talk about tough, smart, fast, discipline with character, on that discipline part, you know, you're thinking about frat boy antics, mm-hmm. thinking about DUIs and getting in a fight at the bar. It ain't, that ain't the kind of discipline he's talking about. He's talking about what you're talking about. Do down your job. Discipline. Be where yes. you're supposed to be no matter how bored it gets. Mm-hmm. It's third quarter and you haven't made a play yet. Still be where you're supposed to be. That discipline. And yeah. that's what I thought um, Smoke's tweet was about. It, Period. Selfish play is trying to do something <laughs> yeah. for yourself, not the team. Yeah, yeah, selfish is showing up to a meeting late. Selfish is making the bus wait on you because you were doing some who knows. You know, he was talking about that, he, but people want to make it more than what it was, turn it into something else. And he was spot on with what he says. You know, we could be a much better damn team if there was a little less selfishness in the locker room. Yep. I think getting Shane back would be huge for this team, not just because he's a leader and a starter on defense, but as he said, they've offered two Ivy League guys. Yeah. If they bring them in, what better guy to learn from how to adapt yeah. it to Great CU point. and also the Power 5 level than Shane Cox, who just did it this year. Totally. Absolutely. Jake, you're brilliant. And, you, I mean, you know, you, you can't make a living off of bringing Ivy League players of to Power 5 football, but... I think every coach in the country would say they'd like to have an Ivy League transfer on their roster. Dude, I mean, they're smart, obviously. Yeah. But look at the offers that these guys have gotten, yep. too. Both yeah. Slackman and Patterson. I mean, they're getting legitimate Power 5 offers beyond Pac-12. That's the funniest thing, because you, you tweet out that they offered this, you know, one of these guys, and then someone responds like, oh, wow, I thought I they are really getting the Louie luggage from Penn. <laughs> and it's like, well, well, buddy, why don't you go look at who else wants him? Yeah. It's crazy. You're, I bet your team that, you know, you're you're coming from to hate on us. I bet I your team offered learn, him. I don't know man. Yeah. They said the same thing about Shadur and Travis coming from Jack State, about Cam Selma from Jackson State, about a Shane coming from Dartmouth. Like, talent is talent, man. Mm-hmm. And, and we have an excellent staff at evaluating talent. Yep. 
I agree. And a lot of these guys, um, not to go into a full Ivy League tirade, but a lot of these guys could have played at like a – let's just – I'll just throw out a random example. They could play at Kansas State. Yeah. Um, and maybe they, ha- they have an offer to be a walk-on there or something along those lines. But they get the opportunity to go to a Dartmouth or a Penn or a Yale. Yeah. And – You go. You're like, okay, well, that – if there isn't an NFL for me after this – I got to take this opportunity to get an education from there. And then these guys who are transferring in um, are saying, okay, I actually might have an NFL shot. Now I have this uh, Yale degree in my back pocket. Let me go give it a shot in the Power Five. And if not, cool, I still have this to move back on. For sure. Absolutely. Do we have anyone else showing up? Uh, Coach Hart might swing back by. He, he peeped in for a second and, and gave a thumbs up, but we'll see. I okay. text him, let him know we're still on. All right, well, you got some reading to do. I do. Shout out to our friends at Shady Rays. You guys didn't get my joke really quick about instead of Shane Cokes, he's Shane Olipops. I did hear it. I did not hear that. No, I heard it. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I, d- I, did, the, one, I did that. Like, <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you caught no, I went, I went like, what I was putting no, down. I went, ah, <laughs> okay. Shout out to Shady Rays. Um, Just trying to get him a deal. It's cold outside, but the sun is relentless. Make sure you're covered with our friends at Shady Rays. Uh, they're durable, extremely clear polarized optics as well. If you don't like your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for free within the first 30 days. They are running a crazy sale right now. Their Black Friday sale goes through November 30th, so don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Hey, that's crazy, man. And then shout out to us. We're having a Black Friday sale too. Go to dnvrlocker.com. Insane deals there. I think you can get the Nate Landman shirt for like six bucks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Nate Landman's balling for the Falcons. He is. Um, and you, you can get, get like 50 shirts for nine bucks. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can get the hoodies, <laughs> all this stuff. There are a couple shirts on there that you can get for 99 cents. Like if you just need a shirt to sleep in, they're yeah. nice and comfy. Get it two sizes too big. Um, we got to clear some inventory. And then shout out to Breckenridge Distillery, the world's highest distillery found in 2008. Uh, most widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey. Uh, they also have their uh, Bli- Broncos Blizzard. That's their new vodka commemorating the first white I love vodka. Broncos helmet. Me too, man. Uh, also, I shout don't. out their Reeky no, I Seltzers. I know you love vodka because, like, those buckets in Arizona. In those, were, those were tequila. But I do Mine love me No, he had, we have oh, vodka. Oh, I'm saying, yeah. Not, I, I'm more of a Breckenridge bourbon guy. I, I mean, I just like clear liquor. I don't know. All right. You're well, gifted. Let's finish this show so we can have yeah. some. Uh, shout and uh, <laughs> check out the Reiki seltzers as well, man. Uh, those are delicious. Um, Breckenridge Distillery products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer or visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits anywhere. Hey, man! Shout out to Alyssa and and RG for coming up with this set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like they did the damn thing, man. Next year, Always do. well, oh, next year we'll be we'll be from the bus, hopefully. <laughs> but if not, next year we just need some like, you know, yes. some a little wall traveling some, art with us. Yes, to just put up stick us. on a Buffs logo and a DNVR yeah. logo. Uh, prime players, then I guess while we wait. I love how the liquor bottle just slid in there again. Oh too. yeah, she's on it over there, man. Always it's like the, the saloon slide it down. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you uh, you probably can't find a place like that here. <laughs> nah. We're not allowed to have fun out here. <laughs> Puta. <laughs> uh, 
uh, prime players in. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's hey, do it. Hey, yeah, man. Look, you're in charge, man. You drive. The, you drive the show. I, I'm just trying to. I don't know if Coach Hart's two minutes away, ten minutes away. I don't know, or? man. He like if he comes, like we'll, we'll pause. If he gets here, <laughs> we'll, we'll do what we got to do. All right, prime players. Um, who wants to start? Offense. Offense, man. I'll make it quick for me, man. Give me Jimmy Horn Jr. All right. Uh, I think that uh, you know he has flashed, and we know what he can do. And we got to go into this game believing it's the last game. And Jimmy's one of those guys, Florida boy, wants to make some noise, man. Give me Jimmy Horn. Love it. Junior. I think that this is going to be an old school looking football game. Okay. Um, If you didn't like Iowa, Nebraska today, which I happen to (laughs) love. Exhilarating. It was exhilarating. So you're about to pick a running back then. Uh, Exactly. I I don't know if you want to tune into this one. Now, I don't know if it's going to quite be 13 to 10. But I think you're going to see a lot of ground and pound from both sides. Um, so I'm taking Savion Wilkerson. Uh, he's that a guy. Was your dark horse. It no, was. no, I thought it was his offense. I've, I have Mikey Harrison for your offense. Okay, well, same type of thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this happened to me last week. I love it. Just I'm, pivot. Just pivot. I'm man. flipping those two actually. Okay, uh, so That's Mikey fair. can be my dark horse. Uh, Savion is going to be my offensive player. I think he's going to actually get a lot of touches. I would. I'm going to guess he leads the team in touches tomorrow. All right. Dude, one, I'll say it again on our last pregame show. Not our last show of the year, of the season, but our last pregame show. Man, I always wish that y'all's picks come true. <laughs> like, I got what I pick, and I love it, but when you pick your up, like, man, I hope he's right. Yeah. Let me know what you think of this one, then. I'm going with Omari Miller. Wow. He has been quiet. He, has he been. hasn't had anything since USC. See, um, you don't tell us your picks before. He doesn't. So, like. I could have done that, and if I didn't tell you guys, you wouldn't have sat there and tried to correct yeah. me. I don't know what you want me to do. So, I'll just send like, you the list next no, time. No, like, here's the last show, man, and you've done that every damn show. Like, <laughs> we verbalize ours, Alyssa types it in, and you, you, like, DM yours to her, and we never know what you're picking. <laughs> so, like, you could be absolutely wrong right now. We can't say shit because you I didn't just, tell us. Because I just like to share my picks for everyone at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah, he might have, Anyways. He might have wrote down Shernette Estes. No. <laughs> we, we, don't, no we don't know. He flipped it. <laughs> no. Um... I just think we need to carry some momentum into the offseason, and I think Omari Miller is going to play a big part on this team next year, and I would just love to see him have a big game. Let me tell you why I hope you're right. I'll tell you when we get to my dark horse, but go to defense. Uh, defense, I'll go first. I went with the guy that we had sitting here, Cam Silman Craig. Nice. Uh, another that, guy. Wasn't, that wasn't even a butter up. Like That wasn't a kiss up makeup. Like you, no. Yeah, you picked that before you got here. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this guy's just incrementally gotten better, or exponentially, really. Throughout the season, he's going to be a massive part of his defense moving forward into next season as well. And as he said, he's him. I love it. I got to say, I love that. I just love that he saw that that episode. I think he knows that we respect his game and like him, and yeah. he just likes to give us shit for it. But the fact that he was watching is cool to me, uh, or that he saw the clip or that whatever. That was probably before he even came on the show, too. Yeah, no, it was. Sure. Yeah, it was. I won't, put any, I won't throw anyone under the bus, but I was talking to another show recently, and they put out their score predictions as a graphic every week. Yeah. And I said, like, have any of the players ever said something like, damn, you picked us to lose after they won? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, dang. But, like, for us, anything we say it gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's it, man. Like the team says, we stand on business. Like, we ain't backing up from it. Yep. You know, uh, and, and back when that happened, we, we, of course, we had done shows together and knew each other and got it and had established a vibe. 
but hadn't really done it, the three of us, with players yet. So you guys hadn't got to know Cam, and I knew him. So I knew how he was going to react to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, let me, let me make sure he sees it. Because <laughs> like, it'll fire him up in a positive way. Like, you can see yeah. he still loves it. So that, that, but y'all, y'all picked Trevor. And look what happened to TCU. Yep. So you, and, mean, and all season. So yeah, you weren't CSU, wrong. He had the game-winning pick against yeah, CSU. You, you weren't wrong. Well, that's what I was going to say. Trevor and Shiloh were the starters at safety <laughs> in week one. <laughs> so You weren't wrong. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I appreciate it, Cam. Next year when we do uh, the prediction, I'm predicting him to be the starter at every position. <laughs> <laughs> QB1, give me Cam. <laughs> all right, who do you guys have? Do you remember? Who you have? I do, man. Defense, I'm, I'm not going to forget this one uh, because I'm going with a guy who's going out. Uh, Jordan Dominic JD has exhausted his playing, so this will be it for him. And I believe because he is the one guy in that defensive end room with Coach Nick um, that won't be back, I think he's going to be in position to make some plays, have a big game, man. So give me JD for a defensive player. Great pick. But you also never know when he might turn over a couch cushion and find a year of eligibility. <laughs> <laughs> those damn things on those couch <laughs> cushions. Everywhere. I will say, J.D.'s been in college for quite a minute now. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he's the one guy that when R.K. talks about how crazy it is out there, that it, it really is it. I mean, shit, Cam, uh, Cam Rising just got his another year after this. It's going to be his seventh year. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think this is it for J.D., though. I hope it ain't. I would love for him to be back as well because, man, what a, what a beast we got in him. Yep. But give me J.D. to go out with a bang. All right, uh, I'm going to Shiloh Sanders. Uh, This is a dude who, you know, uh, you want to talk about standing on business. You want to talk about uh, playing for pride. You want to talk about any of those things. I know without a shadow of a doubt that if he sets foot on that field, he is going to empty the tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love it. Love it. That's why I picked him. Uh, He's going to bring it. He's going to be a dog. He's going to try and uh, make plays by hitting people really, really hard, uh, and it just might work. I mean, and here again, I ain't mad if you're right. This is a game for him with how much – I mean, Utah's on a fourth-string, fifth-string quarterback, and they're going to run the ball damn near almost every play. He's got to be a heat-seeking missile coming downhill. And, and he has been dislodging that one thing that ball, we know man. he can do, it's that. Yep. Yeah. And he can do a lot, but he can definitely do that. Definitely. Uh, you going to tell us yours? Or we got to ask No, Melissa? I already say Cam Silman Craig. Uh, Dark Horse now. That's right. You go first. I pick Savion Wilkerson. Oh, nice. Um, I just – like you said, I think that he's going to get it's, a lot of carries. Savion. Savion, sorry. And I <laughs> guess, so you he's done? Guys. No, no, no. He's listed as a senior, but he'll be back. He's listed as a sophomore on the roster. And that's where it should be because he <laughs> has two years left. But like, why was he doing senior day stuff too? Because the way ago? they calculate shit, man. Don't make me explain it, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, look, I can't tell you why, you know, Putin invaded Ukraine. It just <laughs> it fucking happened, man. Like, shit. Don't make me explain this. Anyways. <laughs> Sounded like McChesney um, over there. I know. Like, I'm just, like, he's look, you, Alyssa, you know how he gets. He gives you this tone, like, you know, he, he's a sophomore. I, I can't make it make sense, man. Don't attack me. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, my God. You're kicking pigeons even, again, man. Like, I just talk. I'm just a pigeon trying to walk down the street with my guy. You're kicking me. <laughs> that is a stretch. He didn't. He didn't even say anything. Um, anyways, I think Savion's uh, come up a lot the last few weeks, and it's time to just give him the ball. What? Yeah. Yeah. You said it wrong again. Savion. There you go, Savion. There you go. You say Wilkerson. I think I, I could not agree more. They're going to give him the rock, and uh, he's going to make plays. Mm-hmm. Your dark horse. My dark horse uh, only happens if your dark horse happens. Uh, not trying to predict one way or the other if uh, number two, Shador Sanders, is playing. But I would anticipate that should he play, he's not playing the whole game. 
Uh, so my dark horse is Ryan Staub, and uh, somebody's got to throw the ball to Amario Miller. So let's go. There I'm going go. dark horse with QB two. Hey, if I'm Ryan Staub and I do get in there, throwing it throwing it up for 14 ain't a bad idea. <laughs> no doubt. Um, it just ain't. It's well, pi or he catching it, man. Yeah. I'll just ask this just because you picked Staub. If Shador doesn't play, is it going to be – do you think it will be completely Staub or do we get cold again this this week? Depending – I think that depends on Staub. Uh, at practice and not just this week, I mean throughout the season, he has clearly been QB2. Uh, he clearly has a command of, of the offense. Uh, I do think that there are times where he overthinks himself as QB2, uh, and you can't – Deny AP Associated Press. You can't uh, deny uh, Gavin swag, mm-hmm. and I think that's why you had to change last week. Like, hey, give Gavin a shot, you know, just, yeah. just to see. Sling it. Yeah, yeah, because he's a gunslinger. Yep. yep, you know, he, he threw and, a pass twice. <laughs> he caught it, and threw it again. I don't care what the rule book says. You know, I can throw two four passes. Oh, uh, so, Stob knows the playbook. Yeah. All right, and then there have been some new things done for him this week. So we'll see. Um, do we wait a bit? There's things to talk about. Well, my dark horse is Michael Harrison. Yep. Uh, and the reason I have that is because I think um, if Staub were to play, looking to the tight end is often, you know. Uh, nice security blanket. Yeah, not, exactly. Thank you for finishing my sentence. I wasn't oh, nice. going to be able to do it alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm visualizing it, man. That's a good pick. Yeah, and, and then if two plays, which we're all hoping for, um, you still have a good chance to get Mike. That's why it's a great pick. Like, it doesn't matter who the QB is, that there's going to be some connectivity there. And some of the best plays in this playbook are to get the tight end wide open. I mean, Mikey's scored some of the easiest yep. touchdowns of the season. And he gets plays schemed open that's, for him in the red zone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. just, they, they've done a great job of getting him yep. touches in the red zone. I love it. Um, all right. Well, one of the things I want to talk about, Cam Michael. Sure. Or... Mikel, I don't know how you. I've heard so you three. Were, I've heard three different pronunciations for his name, so oh, I don't no. know. And I've never heard him say. You were so confident about Michael. I even asked you. I was like, "Did you confirm that?" You were like, "Yeah." Because Josh Newberg on on three calls him Cam Michael. Mm. But then I heard yesterday during the video Cam Michael. Oh, and then it could be Mikkel. Uh, what it remember. is is a commitment. It's yeah, a, it is. A we know that. It is, is the number six athlete in the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the fastest recruits in the country too. Just a dog. Both sides of the ball, Both like Travis, ball. and and wants to wants to emphasize receiver. Yeah, yep. he's coming in as a receiver, and then will I guess work some at defensive back and flesh that sure. part of his game out as opposed to Travis, who was the other way around. Well, and mm-hmm. we know Coach Prime's rule on this: you become dominant on one side of the ball, you can you can explore the other side. So. Mm-hmm. We're learning that he's going to come and try to be dominant receiver and then hopefully, you know, help this team out in the secondary as well. And, I mean, we're talking about the number six rated athlete in the country. Yep. Like, this dude is for real. This dude I'm is sitting special. here smirking because I'm thinking about Travis, Kermani, and Cam in the secondary next year. Be crazy. Two and, camps. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not even, you know, uh, factoring in the guys that are going to come in from yeah. the portal. Yep. Shit. Well, and then, I mean, we can go on about Ken Michael, but something that uh, Coach Prime said at the coaches' show on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, and it's something we talked about in the lead-up to this season were the scholarships and how he didn't use them all, and he brought that up saying we've still got seven to ten extra scholarships for this mm-hmm. next year. Yep. And given, I mean, we know they're going to work the portal. And if that uh, doesn't tell you that Coach Prime wasn't emptying the chamber for a one-and-done, uh, you know, uh, show at Colorado, yep. that he was, he's always been thinking – 
you know, for Absolutely. the long term here. Well, that's what he talked about. It, it's the whole book he gave Rick George, basically, and that was part of it, was he wanted to save some scholarships for year two. And yep. people who watch us know that this ain't something that just popped up. We have been discussing it since the spring that uh, the three of us, that since Coach Prime has been treating scholarships like salary cap and leaving space, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and so you have some that's available that most coaches around the country don't have. And then what's advantageous, you know, when people leave here and land somewhere else, it frees up the one they had, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, we're, we're in a good spot signing-wise. Yep. And I have to say this, uh, there's more good news coming on the recruitment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Man, it's unbelievable, man. It's so, about to be Coach Prime's time, yeah. literally. Yep. Uh, Look at Big Tank, man. Buckle up. That's, I'm, that's up? how I call What's you Big tank? tank on air. Little Tank in the cafeteria. <laughs> um, yeah, there's more good news coming very soon. Yep, can't yeah, December is going to be a great month, man. A lot of, lot of announcements. Uh, you know, it's going to be a bunch of I told you so's for the people like us, the believers. And it's going to be a lot of shock the world from the people who've been doubting us. Because uh, everybody wants to talk about, oh, look, haha, somebody decommitted. Okay. <laughs> Let's and, watch how many are about to commit. They're and, not ready. And just for those of you at home, if you want to have like a clap back for your friends who are like, I looked in Colorado's number 60 in the recruiting <laughs> rankings. What's going on? Um, and, and like not everyone, you know, if you're just a casual fan or you're not tied into the recruiting, you might just be caught off guard. Like, I, I don't know. What you want to do is go and search and sort by average rating. Mm -hmm. If you go average rating right now, Colorado has the highest rated class in the Big 12 next year. Yep. But because Coach Prime is going to attack the transfer portal so heavily, they're not going to have as many players. And the way that the recruiting rankings is, is a combination of how many people do you have, what's Excellent their rating, breakdown. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Excellent breakdown. Well, so so <clears throat> what Colorado is doing is bringing in a really great quality of high school player and then they're going to use the quantity to go out and try and build depth through the transfer transfer portal. I mean, absolutely. And the other thing is just look at the portal ratings. Like, don't just look at the recruiting ratings. Yep. Like, the portal ratings are the guys who are going to be coming in here to play right impact. away. Yep. Immediate impact players. Yes. And 247 uh, now does a thing where it's a combination. Uh -huh. Portal combined with high they school. They should. Yes, they should. And that's where Colorado's going to really pop. Yep. Amen, brother. You're preaching. Is that E. Dewey Smith down there or is that RK? Because I'm talking about you because oh. you're preaching. <laughs> like, you, you were down there preaching, man. You just broke that thing down. I was uh, just excited to see Pastor Smith. And cuss at him again? My boy. <laughs> no. Go out one more time with a cuss? <laughs> no. We, the air is clear. <laughs> and, you know, Actually, there was never any air to that's clear. That's the best time to mess it up when it's clear. Like, you got to be habitual, man. Uh, uh, it's like Jake is with yelling at people. Not enough people saw that video. Yell at people. <laughs> Jake, you do yell at people. I've never heard anyone say that until you guys tell me that. <sighs> Jake, I talk too aggressively. Jake just accidentally yells at people randomly. <laughs> Like, when I first met you, I said, I think he has Tourette's. I just chalked it up as that. <laughs> That's <Come> not true. <laughs> uh, the other thing Coach Prime talked about on the Coach's show, he was asked about Coach Sapp, and he basically said, Coach Sapp is coming. Yes. I mean, another gold jacket, and he's on the coaching staff. It's crazy. That is crazy. And would be a huge asset uh, to the team. Uh, just a – an all-around football guy, mm -hmm. uh, a guy who knows football at an extremely high level, and a guy you see who that name? Can, I do. Uh, make it. Blue difference. is me. What does it say, Jake? Happy Thanksgiving, bro. Thankful for your support and vision. Can't wait to see you here. He said, "Happy Thanksgiving." Can't wait. My Bart Scott voice. Let's go. <laughs> Bart Scoot is what he. Typed, yeah, he says. I know what he's he saying. He meant Scout. I know. Uh, Can't wait. That's awesome. And uh, I mean, as a recruit, 
Remember when we had Shane Cox on mm-hmm. and he started talking about getting to meet and talk with Warren Sapp? He literally like sat up in his chair. Yeah. His, yeah. Uh, his face started glowing. His eyes got And big. that could like, be on a daily basis next year. Crazy. Well, Coach Prime <laughs> told the story again about Sapp and the D lineman in the hot tub and how he's coaching in the hot tub, yeah. basically. <laughs> like the guy, and something else Coach Prime said that I don't think a lot of people consider about him or Coach Sapp because they see the name and they look back at who they were on a play, as a player, but. When you're a great player at the game of football, like you've got to be so tuned in mentally and instinctually to be that great. Yep. Like you don't in the NFL, you don't get by just off raw talent alone. It's got to be honestly mostly mental at that point. You have to mm-hmm. know what's coming and you have to know how to get around the guys who are in front of you. And when you're at, able to do it at a Hall of Fame level, you do it everything and ha- like and that. And how to be a professional. Yeah. Like, you know, Warren, Warren Sapp didn't get to where he got to by going to meetings late. Mm-hmm. And not and not just watching film when it's film time, but watching on your own. Uh, that was one of the conversations that Coach Prime had, you know, when he FaceTimed uh, another gold jacket in, in Ray Lewis. Like, hey, man, talk to us about your film watching. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, film with the team doesn't count. Film with my position group doesn't count. My, my film time is measured on when I watch film by myself. Like, so you got what the team has to do a couple hours. You got what, the, what my unit has to do a couple hours. None of that mattered. It's what I did on my own. Yep. And when you get player-led teams and individual people like that who take it, and that's one thing about Cam, Cameron Silman Craig. Like, man, you go to the defense meeting on Wednesday nights, it's 12 minutes till, and he's sitting there by himself. Yep. And he knows, like, I really got about eight minutes yep. that I could come, you know, later. And he's still there 10 minutes early just sitting in there. Like, he does everything on a professional level. So separates people, man. I mean, it's kind of crazy to say, but film – might be the single most important key to success. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I might might not be the best person to say this because I rarely did it. But when you study for a test, I mean really study for it, mm-hmm. and then you sit down and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it's, B, it's easy. A, D. Like, yep. that's really what it is. Yeah, it's easy. If yep. you, have watch, you can watch a team enough to know exactly what they're going to do. And, now, there's, and, there's and, always going to be one or two wrinkles that they put in, but – you know, I used to talk to Aqib Talib about this. Yeah. And I think people didn't think he was like that. No. Um, but he's one of the most cerebral players I've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, all I do is watch film. Like, I leave here, I go home, I watch film. I, I'm eating dinner, I'm watching film. I'm, you know, the kids are getting ready for school, I'm watching film. Because I just know if I go out there and I watch that film, I'm going to get a pick. Yep. And it's, I think a lot of guys take it for granted. And just on that preparation part, I think that is the biggest thing. You have, you know, Deion Sanders as your head coach. You bring in a guy like Warren Sapp onto the coaching staff. It is so crazy to me, and it'll always happen. But there's going to be guys who just don't listen to what they say. And there's always going to be people like that. But the people that have greatness within them that listen to that, greatness will come out of them. And, you know, like Travis Hunter is a perfect example of this. Travis Hunter has greatness inside of him. Like, he really is him. But – because he takes everything Coach Prime says as gospel, he's going to become great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and having those guys, and you know, you add a Warren Sapp, and you can they'll probably continue adding people like this to the staff over time. Like the players have to realize that if you just take what they say and really apply it, you can really get wherever you want to go. Yeah, man, absolutely. You, when you when you look at so let's take the Sapp situation, and it doesn't matter what he comes in as, 
Like, this is not about him being a D-line coach or an analyst or whatever. He can just be in the building. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's helping with – you know, he's a pastry chef downstairs. Him <laughs> being in the building – Yeah, exactly. Him <laughs> being in the building changes the temperature of the building uh, and to have that connectivity. But there are a lot of folks who just understand, like, what you're saying, RK, is like, I got to do those little things more. So attached to what you were saying earlier about the smoke comment, not watching film is selfish. Yes, you know, because it impacts those around you because you're not doing the best that you could be doing for the team. Mm-hmm. And there's so many nuances like that. When I talked to Charles Kelly this week, I asked him about, hey, look, is it tough this week to get people to lock in, last game, nothing really to play for? He's like, Neely, man, not for competitors. Competitors don't know it's the last game. <laughs> competitors don't know it's like just the last week of practice. They are here to compete, and it's the same week after week. And so when you weed out people who don't want to compete – and as we start to build this team where it is super majority competitors, that's what's going to narrow that gap and get over the hump that you're not giving up Stanford. You're not giving up those one-score games with USC and others. It's going to be a difference maker, man. What's the thing you always hear about the greatest of the greats? You know, I've heard it about John Elway, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, whoever it is. They don't want to lose at anything. anything. Video games, ping pong, darts. Losing to them is like a, a sickness, and they want to avoid it as much as they possibly can. And for those guys, for if they were to hear a player, you know, or there was a lie detector and a player admitted, yeah, the, game, the season's in the bag, it's over, like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get through, that would drive them insane. Like the thought of playing a game of football and not wanting to win it with every ounce of your body would, mm-hmm. would make the greats sick to their stomach. Um, and – these guys have to, you know, find that within themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, super chats, I guess, then? Is Coach Hart coming? He didn't – I didn't hear back. All right. Let's just do this and get out of here then. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> what? No, hey, man, I'm just glad you didn't yell it. <laughs> I just love you, man. <laughs> That's what I, I love. You know what I, I love about talk. you? You don't even know. <laughs> I know. And yeah, now, you're now, now I'm self-conscious know, about talking. So, so when you kicked at that pigeon, were you aware that you kicked at that pigeon? <laughs> yeah. Like he I wasn't was, trying to hit it, though. <laughs> no, excellent job of not trying to hit it. But he did it. And it's the same thing when he yells at people. It's just, I, because I know you now, it makes it funny to me. Because you just accidentally say things in a tone sometimes that you don't mean. Did I used to say things and you'd just be like, oh, shit, he's pissed. Yeah, or like, did you see when Adam uh, the other day tweeted, like, um, we have a young coworker who yeah. told me that uh, I always sound pissed off in my text messages because I end every sentence with a period. Yeah. Like it, I used to think that about Adam. I was like, "Damn, he's really serious about this." Because he's like, "All right, sounds good." Period. Like if you do it that way, it sounds like, "All right, sounds good." And then like you just now, you're like, "All right, let's just do this and get out of here." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh damn!" Totally right. unaware of your tone. <laughs> oh my! But God. you're my Jakey Poo. Speaking of, as she gets ready for super chats, let me tell the world this: you're going to see it. In the vlog, the travel vlog when it comes out. Uh-huh. But here's where we are. We're in Utah. Yep. And I've called you Jakey Poo. Yep. We are state tracking. My goal is uh. to call you Jakey Poo in all 50 states. <laughs> it might happen next we year. We got California checked. We got Arizona checked. We got Utah and Colorado checked. Miss Texas because you want Jakey Poo then. We play TCU. But I am looking forward to next year, man, just putting some pins in the map. We are going if to you want to look at this uh, uh, from Jake's perspective, Buffs haven't uh, won since you uh, won a road game since you yeah, started calling him. True. Oh no, that's not true. Arizona State. I was about to say we just ain't gonna win then because I ain't budging off Jakey Poo. <laughs> well, I told you, man. Poo in the hood. Poo is a nickname in the hood, man. <laughs> that, is that is like rank. 
Um, we'll check off Nebraska next year. All right. Kansas. Ooh. We'll get to go back to Texas. You can't make up for it. <laughs> and then uh, UCF. Florida. 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 Man, that's all right, man. That's, that map is going to look nice. It's going to run from California to Florida with Jakey Poo's face. Everyone out there with a uh, significant other can relate to this. I told Jake that uh, next time he's in a long-term relationship, he's going to get in several fights because he accidentally said something in the wrong tone. And tone, trust me, tone brother, is everything there. there. Tone is everything. And all Jake. I ask is that you just text me and be like, dude, <laughs> she's so pissed at me right now. All I said was like, I don't care where we go to dinner. But she, thinks I'm, she said I was like so pissed. I, I don't yeah. even know what I said. Because you yelled it. Now you're making me look back at my failed relationships and like examine why they went wrong. <laughs> really should. You really should. So. All right. What do we got, Alyssa? Um, someone chats. also did say in the super chat though that uh, we haven't won since RK cussed at the pastor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> wait, that that one holds holds up. Wait, 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 wait. No, not, it's not at true. the pastor. That's that was true. the Oregon. Okay, we yeah. did beat Arizona State, but still. Yep. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. I have uh, apologized and been <laughs> forgiven, but we haven't won since the apology and forgiveness though. So it doesn't so matter. So I sh- should I do it again? No, you should either cuss again or make a financial contribution. <laughs> Tithing matters, man. I'll put some money in the plate. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the fifty four thirty plate. <laughs> man, shout out fifty four thirty. Exile Rugby says Jakey Poo DMVR gear incoming. It's got to no. be. No, it's not coming. No. <laughs> I won't. Go ahead, Alyssa. I want an exclusive one. Uh, okay, Mama Tia with a big super chat, fifty dollars. Thank, wow, you, thank so you so much. Uh, you. She says hello, fam fans, Uncle Neely and the DMVR family. Mama Tia is in the house. Actually, I started. To wait until tomorrow, of course, I thought it would be important to say hi to you. Hi. Hello. Mama T. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, always season. comes through with the super chat support, man. Always positive in the comments. Stay strong out there. Uh, super chat from B Moore says, Hey, Unc, I need that custom a custom jacket like that. I didn't spend on Buffs gear. <laughs> Let me tell you this. That thing. Man's goes. got his face Let on me the tell you this. Look, look, look at that. Look at, look at that. Thing. Look at that. Let me tell you this. MDJ Originals, go to their Instagram, MDJ Originals. You know what? Go get your swag on, but you're not going to be able to touch what we rock in next season. Mm. Like, we, oh, my God, we got some Letterman stuff coming for this show. Uh, I know Um, we have one more game, but I can't wait for next year. See, the greats would – no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already getting fired up for portal season, bro. Just tweeting out offers and stuff. I see the excitement's there. I know people want it, so – no, I, I feel you. I would love to just somehow pull one out next tomorrow. It, but it you know, man, it's, so good. It's, it's once again, I know this is way different from the, the Letterman jacket plug, but it's once again just indicative of this team in this season. We absolutely can win this game tomorrow. So why not? We yes. absolutely can lose this game tomorrow. True, like it's yeah. just who, who shows up and how we execute. Neely's been saying it all year, just randomly, like from the start of the season. He's like, we're the type of team that would lose to – so, like, lose to Stanford and beat Utah. And so that's – I feel like he's spoken that into existence. Also – I appreciate you putting that curse on me, but let me tell you, like, Coach Prime, why I had that thought process. It's what I see at practice. I can see a great practice Monday and Tuesday and lackluster shit Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. And if that happens in a quarter or a half of the game, you get what you've been getting. And until we can reach a point of consistency – you know, just across the board. But you look at some of your favorite teams, your favorite dynasties, favorite championship squads, there's just a certain level they don't fall below. Mm-hmm. They may have laps in judgment. They may blow a play or two. But there's a certain level that they don't fall below. We've got to establish that bar that, you know what, 
we may F up here and there, but we ain't going down there. Yep. And we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, also, today on the plane, um, there was a family in front of us who were Utah fans. and You did very good not fighting them. You're, you're maturing. <laughs> well, they didn't even know anything about football. That's why um, you didn't fight. Yeah. <laughs> but he wanted to make sure he could conduct, conduct did, to the van. They didn't even know that Coach Prime's son was the starting quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and they wonder why they couldn't sell their extra ticket. But like, You don't have enough knowledge for my buy a ticket. Really. They, so there's a, a, like a, a husband and a wife, and then their kids across the aisle, and, and they go – um, I'm telling the story to Jake because he drove here, so he wasn't with us. Um, they go, yeah, this is our son. He's in the marching band. And without even a second of hesitation, Neely goes, oh, he's a conductor of a marching band. <laughs> <laughs> <It is so good>. <laughs> <laughs> and then he adds on it, and if you're losing, it'll be your band. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, like, my favorite clip of the season because you were feeling it. Oh, bro. Was, yeah, uh, you were. You on were on one, but that was right. Uh, that was almost crab RK level, Mr. Crab RK level. <laughs> you were entering the phase. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm working tomorrow, so that's not going to happen. But if they win, I might just walk down there just for good <laughs> just measure. Conduct the band. Let's go. And all of that came from somebody asking about a Letterman jacket. I love, I love it. It's true. <laughs> the flow of the conversation. Uh, what's up, Alyssa? What uh, another super chat from B. Moore said, Bucky was right when he said if we win this game, everyone forgets about everything else. We need it, man. Y'all, me feeling like I'm from Boulder? Y'all no, have me, me feeling? feeling yeah. yeah. Is that my guy, B. Moore Samad? I'm not sure. His profile is just B. Moore. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. Like, there's a, I, no one's going to forget, mm-hmm. but it will change the tone uh, uh, of the offseason. Of oh Colorado got a win over Utah in the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. They finished five and seven. Maybe they went to a bowl game. I mean, there's a lot that can change with a win here. Absolutely. And everyone just just this fan base in this community really we needs need it. it. I'm beginning to really appreciate that I say absolutely just as much as Coach Prime says tremendously. It's his favorite word. I think I say darn. I think I say incredible a lot. Incredible, tremendous, darn, absolutely, absolutely, Jakey Poo, yeah. Uh, super chat from Marcus Guzman. He says, I live in Utah and love your puns. I hope your stay isn't too bad. I'll be rooting for Colorado Scobuffs. 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 And I regret quoting RG with Puta now. <laughs> uh, Spencer texted me, and, and he just had an accidental typo, but he said, how salt lame. <laughs> and <then> he, <laughs> he corrected, and I was like, no, nah, you had it right the first no, time. <laughs> no, keep that. Keep that same energy, salt lame. Uh, okay, a few super chats from Big TZ. Um, Big TZ in the house. He says, hoping for a higher football IQ for next season. Sco. Sco. Uh, his next one, anyone else looking forward to the documentary? December so. 7th. I am. Uh, December 7th, and then it rolls out uh, weekly from there. Uh, should be six parts. Uh, first, four are done. Five is wrapping up now. Uh, so it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be uh, on Prime Video, and they they're going to drop right before the Thursday night football games. Ooh, so it's one, not it's once not once per week. Yeah, it's not one of those series where you can watch them all at once. I love that. So it's going to be once a week, right before the uh, the NFL Thursday night games. It's great for us because it means we have something to talk about every time uh, an episode yep. drops. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> rather tell, than tell like, what everyone we did, watches uh, it all in one weekend, and we got to right. do the whole recap the next day. Yeah, what we did back at Jackson State, man, uh, was like literally the next day after each episode, we did a show to recap. Yeah. You know, just talk about the nuances of the episode, the character development, because it's learned. all real. Yeah, it's all real, man. 
there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out of that that is uh, illuminating. Mm-hmm. I think that we're like, oh, that's why that happened or yep. whatever. Yeah. You man, you oh my god, you nailed it because there's so many things that uh, there's a lot of people, rightly so, wondering why such and so didn't play, why such and so didn't travel, and you're going to be to go back to the week that you said that. And then you're going to see things in team meetings and locker room and practice to go like, oh, man, my bad. I was too hard on the coaches. I see why he didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So December 7th, man, uh, on Prime Video, episode one of the doc. Also to Cheeto, who says, you guys only read Super Chats, <laughs> clowns. If we read every comment, we would be here until after the game tomorrow. No, the show would just be comments. We wouldn't have guests. Yeah. We wouldn't have commentary. We would just be reading chats. So it's not the chat starts before the show comes on. It's not like a we're trying to create a barrier to entry. It's just a easier way to sort it. <laughs> Cheeto didn't really provide a good comment. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, our last one from Big Teasy. He says, "Will the South Road road trip be documented?" Absolutely, I'm sure it will. absolutely, oh, yeah. Man, That's Jackson, only- Senior Bowl, uh, New Orleans, going to hit ATL in Pastor Smith's church. Uh, it's going to be a crazy offseason because there is no offseason. There certainly is not. No. Someone just said y'all going to be doing shows on how recruiting is going. That's going to be the show. <clears throat> yeah, we, we'll probably have to say this a few times over the next couple of days and weeks, but this ain't stopping or slowing down no. at all. We go yeah. five times a week Yep. Uh, f- for us, and then we're obviously going to – do as many shows as we can with Unc throughout the offseason as well. I'm still thinking we're once a week, huh? If you can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's 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 roll with it. All right. Let's go. Anything um, else? There uh, is no offseason. No, not with this team. Super chat from Dever Scott. Nothing, just $20 super chat. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then just Mom help me with the mojo next time. Go, go 21. <laughs> yep. I'm going to throw the dollar in for this one. Uh, super chat from Monica says, love that the Buffs have my home team colors. Sco. Sco. Hell yeah. Sco Saints Buffs. fan? Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. Possibly. Also, there's so many teams oh, out yeah, there that is. are claiming. She said, when are you coming to New Orleans? There you go. So we will be there. teams out there that claim black and gold, and they're really black and yellow. But the Saints, that's real black and gold. Yep. And yep. it is. Anything else? That was the last one. Uh, Sean with the last minute super chat, super chat says, y'all boys, let me know when y'all head this way. We, we got will. you, brother. We will. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. This show's awesome. Yes, it is. It is awesome. You guys Community. are awesome, man. Uh, you know, yeah, I know we're going to awesome. do some more. We got another season show tomorrow post game, And then, of course, the weekly joint thing that we're going to be doing in the what they call the off season. But let me Crew say, let me, let me take the moment to say this to you two on the final pre game show, meaning show before game. It's been outstanding to work with y'all this season, man. man. You know, got here last December just like on a week visit. You know, did some media meetings then. Uh, Really got here January, so 10 months, you know, 11 months of being here. And, man, working with you guys has, like, been, like, the highlight of it. I could not imagine my Colorado experience absent you two. Hell, yeah, man. Hell, yeah, my Absolutely love that, bro. Couldn't agree more. And I always say the best part of this is – the relationships you make, and uh, it's uh, it's become a true friendship. Yeah, absolutely. That's I, awesome. I was telling Coach Prime, man, like a, a year ago, that I, I got the inside stuff. I'm with you. We're cool. I said, but one of the things I got to do, man, is I got to find, and I say this arrogantly, <laughs> jackass almost, I got to find a me. Like I got to find a partner there that, that has the same passion and energy, sense of humor, all that stuff, and – 
what a blessing that it was the two of you because. <laughs> <laughs> I knew yeah. what you were about yeah, to say. I, yeah, I'm like priming the press conference, so thank you, Lord, for, that, for stopping me from saying it. But it has been outstanding to work with y'all, man. We got so many plans to revamp some things, do some things bigger, greater next season. People are going to be blown away. We ain't going nowhere. One of the first meetings I had with Unc, um, he said something that Coach Prime always tells him is when you think you're thinking big, think bigger. Yep. And we are thinking bigger for next year. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait. Like insanely bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate you, Unc, man. You it's helped all good, us uh, man. elevate this show to a crazy level. It's yeah. all good. Just Y'all just wait. Big 12, here we come. Yep. Hell yeah. All, all right. right, let's get a dub. Let's get a dub. Smash that like button on the way out. We'll be post back game tomorrow. tomorrow. Post game. Yep. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Buffs. You.